Welcome in to the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. As Schlesh Poppy says, happy opening day, Eve. We are so close to opening day, nearly 24 hours or so away from 26 hours away from White Sox baseball. I am so very excited. The question can the 2023 Chicago White Sox win the World Series won't be answered tomorrow, but we'll get a better sense tomorrow. Finally, of what this team looks like. Justin saying no in the chat. Dan saying yes in the chat. We'll discuss it over the hour. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me is the full CHGO White Sox crew. Got Vinny Duber. Follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. And you could read his latest article up at All CHGO talking about how the White Sox plan to prove it. Along with us is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Eckermall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Um, and he's in second place right now in the 108 Tourney Championship. I am. I'm going to be the runner up. Alley White hey. Sox is just killing me. So I'm, you know, resigned to that fact. It hasn't moved that long. So it's all good. It's okay. You, you you put out a great effort, and uh, I, I think it's just like the uh, the the Clayton Kershaw Granky thing, where they just split the votes, and there's Jake Arrieta, the Cy Young winner. Uh, you know, I think it, I think it has to do with that. Uh, anyways, yeah, and let's thanks jump. to Slash Poppy and all the people who voted for me. Slash Poppy's giving away a bobblehead in my in my honor. It's weird. Seriously, I appreciate Slash Poppy. He's going more out more all out than uh, me and Vinny are for you. Slash uh, Poppy's a real one. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk about the 2023 season and all of our predictions. We're going to go through the AL Central, see who got better, see who got worse, uh, talk about where these other teams might finish. We'll give you our full predictions uh, and if the White Sox can win the World Series. Um, and we'll jump into the full roster for the Chicago White Sox uh, because we kind of you know, alluded to it that Leary Garcia might not be on the 26-man roster. Uh, and then there were reports from Daryl Van Scallen saying Leary Garcia will not be on the roster. However, it's still not official. So can can we can, can we say it's officially official that Leary's not going to be a White Sox, Vinny? Well, no, you can't say it's officially okay. official because it's not official. <laughs> so, but I yeah. bet you, I bet you, the folks down in Houston can count uh, can count uh, the number of players that they've got in that locker room down there. So that's my my guess. There is uh, that their word is as good as official. But if you're asking me, is it official? It's not official until the press release sings, isn't it? That's fair. Uh, so we're still awaiting the official press release and the official 26 man roster. So we'll talk about the projected uh, 26 man roster for the Chicago White Sox. And honestly, why don't we? start there um let's go around the diamond if you want to flash the projected diamond uh graphic uh sarah we now have a better sense of where all these players will line up and we can actually talk about the lineup because pedro Paul talked about consistency in the lineup that's what he'll be looking for in the lineup so guys feel comfortable at catcher yasmani grandal at first base Andrew Vaughn, a new face there for most White Sox fans because uh, Jose Abreu has been there for about 10 years. Uh, Elvis Andrews at second base, Tim Anderson at shortstop, Yohan Moncada at third base, in left field, the $75 million man, Andrew Benatendi, in center field, Luis Robert Jr., and in right field, the man who is officially now on the roster. We know this from a uh, social media post where uh, he came out of the meeting where he got told he was going to be in the roster and called his mom. His mom started crying. Luis Robert was like, call your mom, call your mom. Oscar Colas is your right fielder uh, for your 2023 uh, Chicago White Sox, meaning Aloy Jimenez will be your designated hitter. And on the bench, Sebi Zavala, backup catcher, uh, Gavin Sheets, Hanser Alberto, and Romy Gonzalez, again, this is the projected diamond and projected roster, uh, not official yet, and they'll be led by new manager Pedro Griffal. 
What do we make of the 13? I wanted to make, make sure 13 men, um, 13 batters on this roster, Vinny. Well, I mean, I think it's uh, it's not too far away from what we expected. We've been talking all spring about how there wasn't much roster drama, but here right at the end, kind of the battle for that last spot. Uh, turned out maybe not to be between Larry Garcia and Hanser Alberto, but maybe between Larry Garcia and Romy Gonzalez, who uh, is going to end up getting that last spot on there to kind of do what Rick Hahn alluded to and play maybe a Ben Zobris type role. Will he, he will play all over the infield and perhaps all over the outfield uh, as well. Um, obviously with, with a few exceptions there, but um, I think Romy Gonzalez making this team maybe might point in the direction of Aloy Jimenez getting some more time in the outfield than a lot of people might like. But at the same time, we've been talking about it this whole time. The uh, uh, the defense in the outfield is much improved because they went and they got Andrew Benintendi and they put Oscar Colas as the starting right fielder, the guy who won the job to be the starting right fielder. So I don't think you're going to be seeing so much change, really. Obviously, guys are going to get days off here and there. You're going to give guys breathers. It just makes sense. You're going to see Aloy in the outfield. It's not like he's not going to ever step set foot out there. That being said, I think the strongest defensive outfield the White Sox has is their starting defensive outfield. So not really too much reason to maneuver with that within games, perhaps. So Romy Gonzalez is going to get a lot of look. They really are excited about him, as we've heard since well before spring training started. And uh, it, it seems that uh, they they decided uh, that hard decision uh, to, to get rid of Larry Garcia uh, and, and and kind of eat the money in favor of a guy who Pedro Grifola has been campaigning for the whole time in Hanser Alberto. And I think even though I did not like the offseason that the White Sox had, this team currently constructed – might be a better team than the team that was in 2022. I mean, they were 81 and 81, so it's very hard not to be better than that. So I just like how it fills out. You have actual people who can catch the ball in the outfield, and you don't have to worry about too many missteps out there. So ball's hit in the air, ball is out. Ball hit on the ground in the infield, for the most part, I think it's a better infield. As we discussed Tim Anderson last year, most of his airs were versus the Cleveland Guardians, and thank God they don't have that many games versus Cleveland Indians, the Guardians this year. Uh, it's 13 instead of the 19 that they had. And so I think the defense is better in that regard, too. And then we'll see offensively if they are actually cohesive and they're going to be better without their best hitter last year, which was Jose Abreu. It's a, a lot of wait and see, a lot of hope and prayer, but I think on paper, this team is better than last year's team. So kudos to Rick Hahn, kudos to Pedro Grafal and all the people who put this team together. And kudos to them for pulling the trigger on Lurie Garcia. Even though it's not his fault that they signed him to a big-term deal, it's a good thing that you have some merit making this team instead of, hey, we owe this man $11 million, so we got to keep pulling the team. Absolutely. And we talked about a little bit of those departures. So why not talk about the arrivals and departures? Uh, we should be adding uh, Hanser Alberto on as well. Um, I missed that name. So I apologize for that. But arrivals, Andrew Benatendi, the $75 million man, and Mike Clevenger. And the departures, Jose Abreu, Johnny Cueto, Adam Engel, Josh Harrison, AJ Pollock, Vince Velasquez. That team went 81 in 81 uh we don't need to get to records right now but Vinny, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that prove it mindset because 81 and 81 for a team in a world series window very bad yeah i mean and and i think the even more glaring headline obviously they go hand in hand but i think the more glaring headline is they missed the playoffs and that's just something that um you can't do 
Uh, I mean, seriously, it's like it's one thing to get in the dance and say, oh, man, the Astros are better than us. You know, we controlled what we could control and we couldn't beat the best team in baseball. Oh, what a shame. It's another thing to not even give yourself a chance to do that. And they never really did over the course of the entirety of last season. So um, they have to be better this year. I, I think they will be. But again, it comes down to doing it. I mean, we can we can sit here and talk all day and we'll talk for the next hour about how uh, we think they might be better and they might be able to bounce back both individually and collectively as a team. Certainly they're confident that they'll be able to do that. They've got a new mindset, a new attitude uh, with, with Pedro Grafal coming in. I think a lot of that work was done just by the result of last year, but certainly the things that Pedro has been talking about have been well echoed by the team. I think you're going to see a, uh, a team that's not making as many as the, of the mistakes as we saw kind of plague them throughout the season last year. But again, go do it. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you multiple times over the course of this show that I think the White Sox are far and away the most talented team in the AL central. I think they should win the AL central. I think it would be, it would be personally, I don't know if I want to go use the word surprising again, because we no. saw it last year, but uh, it would. I think they're going to win the division. I think they're the best team in the division. Uh, but again, it doesn't matter because they were the best team in the division going into last year and they fell on their face. So they need to play the way they're supposed to play. They need to win the games they're supposed to win and they need to be the team they are supposed to be. And I just said, like, I think they're not an 81 and 81 team. That team would be disappointing if it showed up again this year, but it would also be consistent. The reason why last year was so hard is because we all had expectations. I know we have the graphic, but there's a record. Yeah, that we put up there <laughs> last year. 94 wins I had. You guys both had 95 wins for the White Sox, and it wasn't outlandish. And when it ended up 81 and 81, we were crestfallen by how badly this team had played and how many injuries that they had had. Like, that can happen again, but I would be betting a betting man to say that's not going to happen, not to that extreme. And so when I give my prediction for this year, you'll see me reflecting in how I think the team has improved, but also I think the team will still have injuries and will have some setbacks. It just has to have the leadership of this team growing, and that starts with Pedro Grafal leading this team into the next era of White Sox baseball and not letting things that are bad snowball into an 81 and 81 record. Well, we've danced, we've danced around it enough here. So why not just get into the actual talk about the win prop here? Uh, last year, again, Vinny and I predicted 95 and 67 for this team. Herb predicted 94 and 68. Um, we do want to let you know about Rotowire. They do have some betting analysis for you. And one of their best bets is overs to bet right now. Chicago White Sox over 82 and a half on a different sports book. On our sports book, DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet over, um, I believe it is. Sorry, I thought I had the number. The number is 83 and a half, 82 and a half. So again, uh, 82 and a half is the number on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, and Rotowire saying that is the best bet. So if you do want more great analysis, you can try out Rotowire for a two-day trial. Uh, just go to rotowire.com slash chgo to register. No commitments, and they're so confident that you'll like their product and want to invest in a subscription plan that they don't even ask you for a credit card up front. So take a behind uh, a peek behind the paywall, and when their trial is done, you can decide if a Rotowire package is right for you. Um, but again, best bet over 82 and a half. Herb, sounds like you're going over 82 and a half. I am, and I'm looking at 86 and 76 just because 
I think they're better than the team that they were, but I know that they're going to be injuries. I know that eventually maybe Aloy or Luis or Tim or Yoan or Yasmani Grandal will get hurt. And I have, we haven't even talked about the pitching staff, which for the most part stayed healthy, but we had month or two without Lance Lynn, Lucas Gilio in and out with his injury and then pitching through the injuries. So I believe they'll be better. And I could see where Vinny's going with his 90 wins. I can, you know, if at a 90 percentile team, this team can win 95 games, but I'm factoring all the things that white Sox baseball bring to the table. 86 and 76, I think is a fair um, record for the white Sox with a new manager with the talent that they have. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I guess, big, certainly the biggest of this group, but yeah, uh, 90 wins. I, I don't think it's crazy. Like I said, I think that they are the best team in this division. Uh, I think the pitching staff has the possibility to be one of the best ones in the league. I, I truly think that the rotation is really, really good. I mean, you've got th- two guys certainly who have in over the last two years, two top three Cy Young finishes. Um, I've, I've been talking up Lance Lynn, all, Lance Lynn all spring, and I certainly think Dylan Cease is capable uh, of being the kind of pitcher that he was a year ago. Again, I think Lucas Giolito can get back to being closer to where he was too. I think last year will be will be shown to be an anomaly for him. And of course, Herb, as you like to point out, you can never underestimate the power of the contract year. So um, it really comes down to the offense for me because I think the pitching is going to be fine. The pitching uh, is, is really good. Certainly the bullpen, even without Liam Hendricks, who I know we got a, a bit of an update on today, I, I think is very, very deep and very, very strong and capable. So it, it comes down to the hitting. And uh, I, I think that the power outage that you saw last year is going to not be as severe as it was last year. Maybe this isn't the, uh, you know, eight guys hit 20 homers team that we thought it was going to be her, but uh, I think it's going to look more like that than it did a year ago. And I think really the key thing right now is health. I mean, uh, you can't, you can't expect there to be a completely healthy season. There won't be that's baseball. Uh, But you can, Perhaps, but you can't predict that there's going to be stretches where guys are going to miss months like they did in each of the last two years. I think the amount of the amount of significant injuries that this team suffered over the last two years does seem ridiculous to me. And it seems to be something I think we probably spent all this time last year saying there's no way they can be as hurt as they were in 2021 (laughs) again in 2022. And then it was worse. Right. So uh, I just think again, law of averages, it's got, it it can't be as bad as it has been the last two years. So it comes down to that offense being good. I think the biggest question out there is can they be the offense they're supposed to be without Jose Abreu. And I know people are sick of hearing about Jose Abreu, but guess what? You're going to see him on your TV screen the next four days. (laughs) And if this offense doesn't live up to the hype, if it doesn't live up to the potential that it's supposed to be, you're going to easily see that Jose Abreu shaped hole in the middle of this lineup. And, and I think the, the, that uh, them overcoming that I think is the biggest challenge for them from a production standpoint, the other, the rest of it's just the mindset. And and I think what we heard from the guys all spring long reflected uh, an attitude adjustment. There he is. uh, You mean this guy? He looks look how happy he looks. He's he's on his hands. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Herb Herb got replaced by Jose for a second there. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think everything you heard from these guys in the spring reflected the necessary attitude adjustment. They were not talking like that team that got too cocky last year. They were talking like a team that was like, we know that every single 
thing that we say and thing that we expect has to be backed up by play on the field. And it's easy to say that, you know, you got to go out and actually do it. But if that was what was bothering them so much last season, it seems like they've moved past that a little bit. And I think you can look to the results of last season as just being humbling and, and having that effect. Yeah, and uh, shout out to all the people in the chat. We're seeing a lot of familiar names. It's opening day eve again. We're very, very excited. Uh, Aaron said it's only spring training. I'm grateful nobody is on the injured list so far, of course. Again, I'm I'm crossing my fingers. I am stroking my rabbit's foot. I am out there picking four-leaf clovers. I am trying to get all of the, the luck for the White Sox. Uh, I, I hope there's no injuries uh, or at least no to the extent of last year or even 2021 um, because this team is extremely talented. Uh, I I picked them to go 93 and 69 or whatever uh, in 2021. And that was their exact record. And I was like, great, we're going to do this again. 95 and 67. They'll get two wins better. And then everyone was hurt and they didn't make the playoffs and they were a 500 team. And it was the worst year of my life. Um, So hopefully it's not that bad again. Um, (laughs) Uh, hyperbole again uh that's that's my art form uh but yeah no i'm i'm very excited for this year because even if they my prediction is wrong they're not 83 and 79 and they're better great that's fun uh if they're worse i think it has to be injuries if if they're worse injuries has to persist and maybe this just batch of players are just having a, a real bad stretch here Vinny, you did bring up the strength of the rotation and the pitching uh let's go to the projected pitchers here dylan cease will be your opening day starter lance lynn will have the second start lucas giolito will have the third start mike clevenger will close out the series in houston michael kopech will be your opening uh your home opening starter uh, on the third against the giants the bullpen gregory santos he made the cut uh nick avila has been sent back to the san francisco giants uh jimmy lambert jose ruiz jake geekman aaron bummer reynaldo lopez joe kelly Kendall Graveman. We also brought up Liam Hendricks here, so it's fair to pay that off. He will not be going on the 60-day IL, according to uh, Rick Hahn, and he said that uh, he's making good progress. So we will see what happens. Uh, he's responding well to treatment, is the were the exact words uh, from Rick Hahn. So what do we make of the pitching? What do we make of the bullpen? Gregory Santos is a new name coming over from San Francisco. Uh, what jumps out at you, Vinny? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably Santos, like, uh, you know, winning a bit of a position battle that maybe we didn't even know was going on, right? Uh, uh, we, we kind of all assumed that the way that those Rule 5 picks work, you, you don't want to just give up a guy that you just took. So you might as well uh, throw him on the roster and see what's happening. Uh, but apparently uh, Gregory Santos did what he needed to do to prove that the White Sox big league bullpen was better off with him than it was a guy who they were going to lose otherwise. So um be interesting to see how he does. I think Jose Ruiz is a name that people will be watching here in the early going after how well he did uh, in the World Baseball Classic. I'm also interested to see what we see uh, from Aaron Bummer, uh, because this is a guy who seemed like at the very least uh, had a slow start to spring training, uh, a kind of a behind schedule start to spring training because of some lingering health issues from a year ago. Uh, Is he in tip-top shape. Is he a guy who's going to be able to uh, handle the workload that is uh, expected of him, whatever that might be, uh, here over the first month or two of the season? Uh, A time of year when, and again, I I spent a lot of time the other day talking about how much we shouldn't have to be talking about pitcher workloads after uh, the weirdness of last year coming off of the lockout, but 
uh, it is a time of year maybe when a guy is not going seven innings every start, and you might see a little bit more uh, from a bullpen. So is Aaron Bummer going to be healthy enough to handle that? But I do think that the rotation is very strong. There's obviously big question marks. You know, We don't know exactly what we're going to see from Michael Kopech, and we know even kind of less what we're going to see from Mike Clevenger. Um, but uh, in that bullpen, I really just think that it's very deep. And I think most of the people who saw some of those guys struggle last year, chiefly Joe Kelly, are kind of on board saying, yeah, but we know that's Joe Kelly and we know Joe Kelly's a good pitcher. Uh, so I think that they have what it takes to weather the absence of Liam Hendricks. But boy, what an update from Rick Hahn today that they're not putting him on the 60-day IL and they're not putting him there on purpose for a reason. 60 days, guys, is the end of May. Uh, that is <laughs> – so that means that they would think that it's at the at the very least possible that mm-hmm. he could be back on the team before the end of May. That's it's remarkable to even think that that would be possible. Um, go but Liam. Even then, I, you I, saw go Liam. I hope training. it is. I mean, I like, hope, I hope it is possible because that is just awesome. That speaks really well to what he's going through right now and, and really well to the kind of guy that he is. So, um, that would be really, really cool to see but, him back on a big league mound before the end of May. <laughs> even the way that you told us though, about like all of the stuff that you saw, like him playing catch, like it seemed like he was still prepping. Like he was still trying to be out there. Like we don't know the fight that he's going through. It must be hellacious, but we also know that he's one hell of a fighter. And, you know, Lance Lynn, I think had a quote saying like, you know, I, I don't, I don't think he's, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's, if he's playing. Um, I forget exactly who was saying what out there, but I mean, from spring training, it just seemed like it was positive uh, for Liam out of spring training. So it's great to see this update. Um, Herb, what do you make of the pitchers? I think before this season started, if I had to look at the AL central, I would have given the white Sox the edge on the offensive side over most lineups. And for pitching, I would have gave it to the Cleveland guardians. But as we'll get to uh, in a few, they've lost a valuable member for a long period of time, I think for two months. And so I think this White Sox rotation, even with the flaws at the four and five spot, is the strongest rotation, at least with the ceiling that they have. The floor might not be as strong as Minnesota's, where they have a bunch of twos and threes and no ace. But that starting rotation can be a really great starting rotation, one of the best in the American League. I have concerns about the four and five guys because the last couple starts in spring training didn't really get through those innings, didn't really get through those outings unscathed while the other three uh, pitched as they are supposed to, as Dylan had some shakeups early and then righted the ship right before his last start. I am worried about those guys, but I'm also um, heartened by the great WBC of Jose Ruiz, uh, Ronaldo Lopez, Kendall Graveman, even though he didn't get a lot of time. These pitchers are going to be slightly ahead of the bullpen pitchers on the White Sox and other teams. So I think that they will have to be leaned on, especially versus this Houston series, because we know they bring the bats and the bullpen will have to pick up some innings in this first week. And I'm very uh, not concerned, but I'm very heartened that we have actual good bullpen members back there that I really don't worry about too many of the people like the offense. I only worry about injuries is Aaron Bummer healthy. Is uh, Jake Diekman going to throw strikes? Is Joe <laughs> Kelly going to throw strikes? Who's going to be ultimately our closer? There's a lot of question marks there, but the talent, like the offense, is undoubtedly there. 
Yeah, and two, like Aaron brings it up in the chat, not sure what the plan for Garrett Crochet is, but it seems like he will be healthy enough to play in Major League Baseball uh, games in May if the White Sox want to choose that route. Uh, maybe yeah, mid, mid May, mid May was the was what Rick Hahn was talking about at the beginning of spring training. Uh, so really, all they're waiting on now, I think, is for the minor league season to start, so he can start that rehab because and, you know obviously they are delayed a little bit past uh, uh, past what the major league opener is. So, and before we move past it, but the Liam Hendricks thing is nothing short of remarkable. Like I should have believed it because the man has pitched what nine seasons with a pretty much a torn rotator cuff or something <laughs> in his elbow. And most people would already have the surgery, but he's like, nah, I'm just going to pitch through. And he's throwing on the hundred miles per hour, a filthy knuckle curve, et cetera, et cetera. And I would have been fine. And I would have actually preferred if he was on the 60 day IL, that gives him more time to just do his thing, rehab, make sure his body's in remission and then work up to getting back on the field. But, Liam's Liam. There's probably like that Jose Abreu thing in him. Like I'm not missing things. That's why he was at spring training. That's why he was getting things done while he's going through chemotherapy. Who does this? Liam Hendricks. Like it's no surprise, but also it is a surprise because it's cancer. It's the big C word. And um, I'm very still concerned about him and want him to be healthy. But Liam Hendricks is a, a Superman. He just, battles through and the fact that he's not going the 60 day il is a testament to him and his doctors and his family and his wife christy yeah very exciting stuff hopefully we will be able to see him uh and hopefully he again is healthy uh but all signs are very very positive uh from white Sox camp white Sox. i mean they're in houston so you really can't even say uh from rick Hunt. Uh, let's from go the to, white Sox. there from the white sock uh let's go to a super chat real quick uh from vanden patel and then we'll take a break uh hey guys do you know if the white Sox is uh, the white Sox are getting new city connect uniforms are they going to be the same as last year they will be the same as last year uh the Teams getting new City Connects, the Braves, the Rangers, the Mariners, the Reds, the Orioles, and the Pirates in that order. The Braves one has been revealed, but the uh, South Side uh, that is spelled wrong will be back. So uh, you guys will see two that. Words. South Side is two words, guys. And there's Southside Mondays, uh, so you'll be able to see them uh, home games uh, on Mondays, uh, the, the City Connect jerseys. Going to take a break here. Uh, again, we mentioned Rotowire. Just want to hammer the point again. Uh, it is baseball season. Get your latest fantasy baseball news from Rotowire, a pioneer of fantasy sports for over 25 years. Again, not only is it fantasy, but they also have betting articles up there uh, on FanDuel Sportsbook, our sponsor. They have the Angels over 82.5, the Orioles 80, over 76.5, and uh, the White Sox over 82.5. So those are some of the bets bets given out by rotowire.com and for a limited time rotowire is offering a free two-day trial to our listeners just go to rotowire.com slash chgo to register no commitments they are so confident that you'll like their product again that you'll want to invest in a subscription plan that they don't even ask you for a credit card up front so take a peek behind the paywall and when the trial is done you can decide if a rotowire package is right for you we also want to let you know about the com ed facility assessment program uh com ed ooh, sorry i want to let you know about the lighting one Comet Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save, manage energy usage and lower energy bills now into the future. They offered a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. And customers can inquire about how to update 
outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operating your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. And incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. Who doesn't love to save money? So visit comed.com slash powering B-I-Z now to start saving money and energy. And most of the facility assessments are free. So make sure you contact ComEd and it's you can contact them at comed.com slash powering B-I-Z to start saving money and energy. All right. Want to let you now know about new shirts. We got over 98 people hanging out with us. So obviously you guys are excited for the White Sox. You guys are excited for baseball season. We have a very fun design uh, coming out from uh, All City. Uh, we're going to have these in Denver. Uh, there's going to be a nice like black and uh, purple one for the Rockies. There's going to be a nice uh, Arizona Diamondbacks colorway for uh, PHNX. Uh, the Cubs have their own and we have this beautiful one. It's always sunny on the south side. Uh, the vibes are immaculate on the back. Uh, nice little CHGO logo there as well. Um, so a nice opening day shirt for everybody. You can check these out at the CHGO Locker, chgolocker.com. And those are, yeah, those are really nice. But uh, I heard too that tomorrow at Whistle Sports, we're going to be giving away a couple t-shirts too, Sean. Not these in particular, but other t-shirts that we have had in our merch catalog at the CHGO Locker for a while. And so come on out to Whistle Bar and Sports. Make sure you hit that Eventbrite page to let us know that you're coming. We just uh, It's a free thing you're right there on the screen. It's a free event, but you know you got to pay for your drinks and food if you're there. But we just want to know how many people are coming and so we can accommodate and make sure there's room in there. So yeah. join us out there. You might get yourself a free t-shirt. And I'll write hard as hell trivia questions to stump you guys. Uh, so no one gets the t-shirts and then I'll bring them home. That'll be fun. Uh, we won't do that. I'll give out t-shirts. I'll be nice. Uh, who hit the most? Who, who is the big hurt? Um, Craig Graybeck. Okay. All right. You don't want a t-shirt Herb. but if someone said Frank Thomas, they would win a t-shirt, uh, but wow. over 101 people hanging out with us again, make sure if you do want to come out, uh, 49, 11 West 95th street, the whistle sports bar and grill. I've got a completely off topic comment, uh, because you brought up <laughs> trivia. I was perusing the internet the other day and there was a quiz that was, you remember the first guy to win who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The so guy who had- called his dad. The guy who called his dad, right. So they had the first, his quiz from the first guy. So it's all the questions leading up. They're supposed to, you know, get incrementally more difficult, classic millionaire rules and all. I got every one in like seconds. It was the easiest <laughs> thing. I'm like, you want a million dollars for this? It was so easy. And that's why he just called his dad. He was like, this is such a joke. I'm going to call my dad. Dad, I won a million dollars. What up? We're going to yeah. go to Cabo. Um, yeah. I think that's what he said. Yeah. So hopefully... For everybody coming out to uh, to see us on 95th Street in Oakland, right down the street from Hawk Ford, uh, every yes. uh, hopefully those questions that Sean comes up with for the T-shirt giveaway uh, is is are, are as easy as the ones that uh, that guy had to answer. Maybe we should make it Hawk uh, themed quizzes or themed questions because we'll be by Hawk Ford. Yeah, right. Hmm. Um, who, what who what was the mascot of St. Linus, my uh, grammar school? Eagles the hawks um oh, that, that, that was trying to set there. you guys up there <laughs> See, that's a hard one don't don't how make is it that, that hard one. the context clues Vinny. we're talking no, about hawks but but if tomorrow if people show up and they're just asked that they're going to be like well i don't know well i don't know what's going on what are you talking about herb did you get it i kind of got it <laughs> 
Okay. Because we were talking about Hawks, but I was dumb, so I said the Eagles. Oh, okay. I thought you were joking. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, Robbie's also bragging about how good he is at Jeopardy. Uh, same. You know, I, I it, we always feel like it's it's easy when you're watching it, but, you know, maybe you, you sit across Regis and you start to sweat a little bit, Vinny. Uh, you get a little bit nervous and you're, you're not able to spit out those questions as easy as you uh, might they're think. They're in front of you and they're multiple choice. You don't have to come up with them yourself. It's true. I mean, you oh, got easy. at least a 25% chance on, you know, all of those questions. I was great at multiple uh, choice questions scantron man c c c c <laughs> a c somebody got, somebody got that reference somebody got that reference it's very like three people got that reference that's good i i, I love those i'm jokes. not gonna say it either oh, Just, it's for those three people all right, we'll move on. Um, so we went through the White Sox projected 26-man roster. Uh, you met Pedro Grafal a little bit. Uh, they're they're taking it five days at a time. They're trying to prove it. They're going to try to prove it with energy and hustle and showing up each and every day. And that's what he said. And uh, we're going to see how that turns out for them. Uh, let's go to the Royals, though. They finished last in the AL Central in 2022. Arrivals for them, Aroldis Chapman, Jordan Lyles, Fran Mel Reyes, Josh Taylor, and Ryan Yarborough. Uh, they were 65 and 97 last year, and they are losing Ryan O'Hearn, Alberto Mondesi, and Michael A. Taylor. But don't worry, he's still in the division. Uh, what do we make of the Royals? Are, are they a threat here, guys? Nope. Okay. Nope. All right. Cool. Bobby Witt will be fun to watch, but uh... I mean, they're going to be annoying, of course, as they've taken the last two season series from the White Sox. But hopefully, the guy from that place understands what they did to the White Sox to get those victories and stops the White Sox from doing the dumb things they have done versus the Royals in particular. They have very promising young hitters that MJ Melendez, Vinny Pascantino, the, uh, what is a Italian Bobby nightmare? Witt. Very Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah, very exciting hitters, but that's top heavy. It falls off a table after that. Even Brother Rice's own Mike Massey. No, no you're gonna be great. in his hometown, and you're gonna dis- you're just gonna be rude. That's rude of you. Do not. I mean, he's he's a, he's a nice slander. average major league baseball player. Average. He's nothing. No great shakes. He's a major league baseball player, so I'm not denigrating him. But in the pantheon of baseball players, he's. Mid he's is a, the kids would call a, him. He's a bright star, and I feel bad that I didn't put Michael Massey. On. Why did I put Bobby Witt Jr.? I should have put Michael Massey. I'm a bad, I'm a bad crusader. Uh, anyways, let's move on. Uh, Detroit Tigers. Uh, they finished fourth last year, 66 in 96. Rivals Matthew Boyd. Tim Anderson is very happy for that. Michael Lorenzen, a White Sox killer. Nick Maton, uh, or Maton, uh, Tyler Navin, and uh, Matt Veerling. Uh, departures Tucker Barnhart. Jammer Candelario, Harold, and Willie Castro. They split up the Castros, guys. Uh, Andrew Chafin, Joe Jimenez, and Gregory Soto. Andrew Vaughn is very, very sad that Gregory Soto is no longer in the division. Tigers, are they a threat? They're not. No. Uh, this is a team th- that is the that is that is an atrocious offseason. Like the Tigers might get better because they got all these young guys, right? And that's fine. Like they they are they are trying to become better through internal players. White Sox fans know how that goes, right? That list of additions, why even bother? Why even bother putting them on the team? Like that you gotta be kidding me with this. Like everybody's gonna freak out about how bad the White Sox offseason was, and they went out and got an all-star left fielder. And the Tigers are adding Phil Maton. Excellent. Good job. Um, this is not something that I mean, it, it I think what it goes to show you with Detroit is White Sox fans can look over there and go, 
Well, I guess it's not just as easy as, you know, it's it's not like the White Sox are just screwing this thing up that is like this surefire way to get better. The Tigers, last year was supposed to be their, their coming out party. They, they had all these number one picks, all these top draft picks, all these top prospects. They were supposed to be on the rise, and they have stalled out big time. I mean, you think you're disappointed by the White Sox going to the playoffs back-to-back years. This team went out and gave, you know, a gajillion dollars to Javi Baez to now look around and go, what are we doing here? <laughs> so um, it's not uh, it's not unsalvageable. They still have all those talented guys. They just happen to keep getting hurt. But, um, yeah, the Tigers are, are kind of spinning their wheels right now. And it, it's a shame because I think you you would have liked to see another good young team kind of rise to kind of have a, a rivalry or compete with the White Sox in that regard. Uh, but that's that's not what's happened with Detroit. Well, and to add to some of that bright, promising pitching, Casey Mize, Tommy John surgery, Tariq Skubal, uh, flexor tendon surgery back in August, Michael Lorenzen, who I mentioned, White Sox killer, he has a strained groin, and Bo Brisky, who even won a game against the White Sox last year uh, in a two-to-one thriller. Uh, he's got some arm discomfort, and we know that could either turn one way or the other for a pitcher. So, uh, Herb, are they the mighty, mighty Tigers, or are they, you know, just kitties? Oh, the Motor, Motor City, City kitties, kitties are back. Definitely. And the thing that they had that was a strength for them last year, their bullpen, you just showed the list. They got rid of all the people that were good in their bullpen. Andrew Chafin, Gregory Soto, before the trade deadline, got rid of Michael Fulmer. I mean, that and Joe Jimenez. They got rid of the people that were carrying them for a long stretches of periods of time. And you, we talked about how Spencer Torkelson was supposed to be good last year, was not hurt. Um, Kerry Carpenter came up. Riley Green got hurt at the beginning of the year. And when he did come up, he was all right. But that's it. We're not even talking about Javi Bias. That man is past his prime. All you got to do is throw him a slider inside the ballpark and he's swinging out of his shoes. So, yeah, I'm not worried about the Tigers. The Motor City Kitties are tamed again. All right, let's move on. I would uh, also quickly like to apologize to Phil Maton, who I shouted out there. He's just on the Astros, and he's just fine. Nick <laughs> Maton, I don't know who that is. So That's his brother, who's not no. as good. Yeah. Is it? I believe so. Okay. Phil, Ma- the good, the I, fun thing about Phil Maton, I believe, is that he's number eighty-eight, right? So when he faces off against Luis Robert Jr., it's eighty-eight versus eighty-eight. Oh, that's fun. Well, and that the fun thing first. about uh, Tyler ne- Nevin is his dad's name's Phil. There you go. I I just was screwing it up all over the place. I'm sure Phil Nevin's kid is among the notable additions yeah. for the Tigers. Is he yeah. good? What? No, no, he's not good. Tyler Nevin, no, not at all. He that, played with he played with the Angels, and his dad didn't even want him. Right? That That's off <laughs> that is a horrible off season. It's an atrocious, not even trying off season. Sorry, he didn't play with the Angels. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that. that I thought horrible. he played with Baltimore, right? I thought he did. Yeah, he was with Baltimore. I thought for some reason he was with his dad in L.A. Um, anyways, uh, let's go to the Twins, who finished third in the AL Central last year. Arrivals: Pablo Lopez, who's better than the Lynn, according to Herb Lawrence. Carlos Correa, kind of, but also yes, because he signed with two other teams and then they didn't want him. Uh, that Joe picture Gallo, is hilarious, by the way. I know, right? He's calling He's calling Scott Boris and saying, can you get me out of here? Is there any way that you can get me out of this one? Why did uh, I come back? <laughs> you're saying another doctor said my ankle screwed up? Uh, Joe, Joey Gallo, Donovan Solano, Kyle Farmer. Watch out for Kyle Farmer. Michael A. Taylor, he found a new home. And Christian Vasquez, departures, Luis Arias, Chris Archer, Dylan Bundy, Gary Sanchez, Miguel Sano, and Gio Urshela. What a fella. They went 78 and 84 last year. Twins, are they a threat? They are a threat. Um, I, I think they're improved. I think they're, I think they're good. 
Um, but you know, everything, it, it, listen, if you're a White Sox fan who's pessimistic about this season because of what the White Sox showed you last year, then you should be even more pessimistic about the Twins because that team was worse than the White Sox last year. Um, certainly, you should be just as pessimistic about them. You know, it's a team that can't escape the big injuries to its star players. It's a team that, um, you know, maybe didn't make the giant splash. The giant splash that it did make, good for them, was just keeping a player from their team that was under 500 a year ago. So um, I think the Twins are good. I don't think the Twins are going to make the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I don't think they're quite in that echelon of the American League. Um, it, it they are a team, though, this this very well could be a three-way dogfight for the American League Central. It could play out that way. Um, but I do think the White Sox are, on paper, better. Herb, this was a team that the Twins led the AL Central at the trade deadline last year. And Vinny brings up Byron Buxton. He's only played 100 games once in his career, 2017 at 140. The White Sox center fielder, Luis Robert Jr., has never played 100 games in his career. To be fair, his first season was a COVID year where they only played 60 games. But what do you make of that? I mean, is it really which center fielder plays 100 games and that's the team that wins the division if the Guardians fall? I mean, how, how do you view Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa and their injuries? They're um, kind of mirror images of the White Sox where talent is undeniable. Correa, Buxton, Luis Polanco, uh, Miranda, Gallo. They have hitters. They have people who are going to pick up the ball and throw it to the base and catch the ball. But with the White Sox injuries, Byron Buxton, if he plays that 140 games that he did in 2017, whatever it was, he's going to hit and hit a lot and it's going to hurt. But we know that Byron Buxton is often injured like our players. And so this team is a threat to the White Sox. As I said before, their pitching staff is a bunch of twos and threes. They can get to ones like that. Joe Ryan, that's filthy, but they don't have a, Bonafide ace, even though I, you know, said Pablo Lopez might be better than might, Lance you, Lynn. No, mm, did he say he might? Be I don't think he said well, might. At the time, I was saying it. We'll see what the what the you were talking was. about he, Pablo Lopez like he was freaking Justin Verlander. He's filthy. He's filthy. He's he's a, he's a filthy pitcher. I I will be worried about the White Sox facing Pablo Lopez this year, definitely. But they have all right handers, and remember they're getting Kenta Ma- Maeda back. And so they have a solid core there. Now, can they put it all together, stay on the field, and win games? I think this is more of a threat to the White Sox than the next team we're going to discuss. Yeah, I, I agree with that. This is we're going to get to, I guess, AL Central predictions. Uh, this is my team that I think can win the AL Central and probably will win the AL Central. You look at their rotation: Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Tyler Malley, and Kenta Maeda. Uh, Maeda coming off. Uh, surgery um i think tommy john uh and tyler malley had some very concerning injuries uh after the twins acquired them so uh i I do have some concerns but again it's like if they play if Vinny's, you know talking about how the white Sox, if if the regression or the just continue uh bad luck on injuries uh you know it's something that you really can't predict like it's something that you know the the variance might go your way and i think if it goes away the twins away uh, watch out. They could win 90 games. Uh, I think they're mm-hmm. a very good organization as well. They are very smart. People learned how smart the Guardians were last year. I think the Twins will show you how smart they are this year. Um, I, as long as they can keep people healthy, I think that they're going to be a really good organization. But do you think they're smart for that trade that they made with the Marlins? I know Vinny doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I do. 
I, I think it was a good trade. I was talking about Pablo Lopez when they made it. I thought I was the person that was going to have an outlandish take about Pablo Lopez. And then you come out and say the, you, what you did about him and Lance Lynn. I never said that. <laughs> hey, man, I would I would be hard-pressed to lose a guy like Luis Arise. And for the cost of Pablo Lopez, maybe it's worth it, but I wouldn't I wouldn't risk it because opening day starter for a second unless, baseman. Yeah. A second well, baseman a, slash first baseman. Like that showed a little power in the WBC that hits whenever he gets I'm sorry, a Sean, chance he's to not be at the plate. A second baseman. He's the reigning batting champion in the American League. <laughs> but I'm just talking about positions. Like, I mean, okay. <laughs> and a, a good second baseman more, is, would you rather have is more start? valuable than an average first baseman, right? You have the first pick in a fantasy draft. Are you taking – or you have the first pick, like you're turning on MLB The Show, starting a franchise, you turn on a fantasy draft, you have the first overall pick. Are you picking a starting pitcher or a second baseman? Like that well, was that, my point. That's like, different because – A starting pitcher is more valuable. That's all I was trying to say. Starting pitching is scarce. There's a you know, second base you can get that type of value anywhere. I got what you're saying, but if we're going one-to-one – I don't know if I'm pulling trigger on the guy I already have for Pablo Lopez, who is also great. I would just roll with that, what I had, and then have somebody else in this. Like, he's not a bona fide, clear-cut ace of this staff, but he does make this team and the pitching staff slightly better, I believe. All right, Luis Arise was the Twins' best hitter last year. Bar none. Well, they had if- Carlos Correa. They had the guy <laughs> they just gave a huge contract to. They had him. And then they had a player who was better than him last year, and they traded him. So Jose Miranda, not smart. Jose Miranda's in the best shape of his life, and if Byron Buxton plays 100 games and Carlos Correa plays 100 games, I think they'll be better than Luis Ariz. Um, they get paid like it. I mean, no one's given Luis Ariz 350 million dollars and then taking it back, and then giving him 310 million dollars and taking it back, and then giving him 270 million dollars. Uh, I think that's what they ended up at. The Marlins, by the way, have so many like players. And they're you all have no idea baseman. if any of them will be any good, but they've got they've got a, quite the collection of guys, don't they? Yes, uh, Luis Arise playing second base, Jazz Chisholm, who's a second baseman, he's playing center field. Uh, Jorge, Jorge Soler, who is a Mike Tozar uh, uh, success story. Uh, you got Avi Garcia, White Sox legend, one of the three Garcias who now now that trio that played for the White Sox uh, no longer with Leary going to be DFA'd. Uh, but then also, yeah, uh, they got Yuli Gurriel. And John Birdie on their bench, and I think they got, so they got some, some injured guys as well. Uh, I think they, I thought they signed a, a, another middle infielder as well. Um, just a weird team. Uh, let's go to the White Sox. They finished second in the AL Central last year. Again, Ben Attendee is an arrival. Mike Clevenger's an arrival. You could also add Elvis Andrus in here as well. Uh, Gregory Santos. Now that he's made the team. Uh, and then Jose Abreu, Johnny Cueto, Adam Engel, Josh Harrison, AJ Pollock, Vince Velasquez uh, are the departures. 81 and 81 uh, was their record in 2022. And finally, uh, the win predictions we had, Vinny has them going 90 and 72 in 2023. I have them going 83 and 79 in 2023. And Herb has them going 86 and 70. Six. Uh, let's go to the Guardians, and then we'll get into predictions for the AL Central. Uh, arrivals, Josh Bell and Mike Zanino. Departures, Will Be- Will Benson, Austin Hedges, and Luke Malley. They went 92-70. and 70. Are the Guardians winning 90 games again? No. I think I would say that by default, though. I, st- I think the Guardians are good. I think it's just I've, I'm picking the White Sox to win the division with 90 wins, so I think you know the Guardians will have 89 or fewer. Um, I think the Guardians are a good team, and Terry Francona is still the manager. They should still have the same style and aggression and mindset that they showed last year that they used really to run all over the rest of the AL central last year. Um, I think the teams will be ready for that a little bit more this year. You would like to think, um, you know, uh, 
certainly there are teams out there who have shown that grinder rules and grinder ball can can keep going you know the, i think about the rays and 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 other teams like that who kind of succeed without much from a financial standpoint at least um and listen the guardians have a guy who could win very realistically win the American league MVP award. And they have a guy who could very realistically win the American league Cy Young award. So uh, they're, they're not hurting really in a, in any uh, specific area. I just don't think that they're quite as talented as the white Sox are. If the white Sox play to their potential and they stay healthy, that lineup should be much better than the one that they've got in Cleveland. And I'm not saying that's even a knock to Cleveland. I'm just saying that, that, that is what I see when I look at the white Sox roster. Well, and the one thing that Herb did bring up, uh, one thing that has hurt them already, Herb, uh, the Guardians, Tristan McKenzie can miss up to eight weeks with a shoulder strain. So you talk about that rotation uh, might be a little lackluster to start the year. Exactly. And I think a main point, too, is the change from Austin Hedges, <coughs> excuse me, until their new catcher, uh, Mike Zanino. Like Mike Zanino can reca- recapture his form from being an all-star catcher he was in Tampa Bay in, like in 2021. But as a catcher, he's kind of suspect. They're going from one of the best blocking catchers, seventh best last year in Austin Hedges, to the third worst in baseball in Mike Zanino. And remember, filthy curveball of Bieber, filthy curveball when he comes back, Tristan McKenzie, uh, Karen Check, all these people, these balls that were ably stopped and kept in front of them are going to be trickling away from Mike Zanino. So he's not the defensive catcher that Hedges was who brought zero things to the offensive plate. But that's a huge thing as their their pitching staff was one of their benefits last year as they don't hit a lot of home runs. They just keep you close, steal a base, peel, pick up the ball, throw it at first, and win by the margins. And like I said before, not having 19 games versus the AL Central will be to their detriment because they picked up, I think, 45 wins versus the AL Central specifically last year. Like this year, they will not be paying them as much. And so they got to play other teams, which I think they were just one game over 500 versus everybody else in the AL Central. So when you uh, deduct six games each from each team, what do you get? I mean, they could go better, but I don't think the team will be better versus the Yankees or Houston or the San Diego Padres or Giants, et cetera. So I think they're the same team that was last year, except for a worse catcher. Now you have an injury to you, your second best pitcher, who was an AL Cy Young award candidate. And I just think they're going to come down to the White Sox while the White Sox slightly come up. I don't understand their year last year. I don't understand how they won 92 games. I was very, very shocked that Cleveland came out of nowhere with their budget uh, and had the year that they had. They were the youngest, one of the youngest teams to ever make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I really think that's going to be hard to repeat. I don't think they're winning 90 games. I think they're finishing third or worse in this division. I like the twins. I like the white Sox. Uh, They have more talent. Um, And that's, you know, looking at it, you know, on paper before the season starts, uh, you know, Talent means nothing, uh, but I, I really do think that the Guardians' talent is going to get probably just watered down when you face all 30 teams. I don't think the scouting reports are going to be as deep and as uh, accurate. I don't think you're going to know as much intricacies about all these pitchers, and I think they get rocked. Um, they dominated the AL Central, and I think now seeing other teams like that more and more, uh, they're going to struggle. So I, I think that they're probably going to be a below 500 team, uh, probably around 80 to 75 wins. Um, I, 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 I think I see them struggling. You're muted. 
I think they're better than that. Uh, they've got they've got guys. Uh, you know, obviously Ramirez is incredible, but I mean yeah. Naylor, Bell, the the two middle infielders. Uh, you got Quan. Tremendous is a hundred million dollar man now. Yeah, that he mm-hmm. is. That he is uh, making good on Herb's uh, Herb, Herb's hype. Um, but I mean, and then you got Quan in the outfield. I mean, they got they got guys. I, I just I I think that their lineup probably stacks up pretty favorably with Minnesota's in terms of comparing them and how deep they are. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they fell all the way to third place in this division, but I think they're a good enough team to finish over 500 though. Guess what? We said that about the white Sox last year too, didn't we? Right. Uh, So, I mean, stuff is weird. And if, if, Bieber goes down. I think that rotation really looks suspect because um, Cal Con- Quantrill, McKenzie, and Bieber are like their guys. Hunter Gaddis is now their their second starter. Hunter and Gatherer. Uh, like I don't I don't know about this rotation. It, it seems a little iffy. Um, but yeah, I think I think Cleveland just had a lot of just random success. Got good year. bullpen too. Mm-hmm. Um, really good bullpen. Um, so we'll see. Um, you, you know, Quan is fantastic. So uh, it, it is tough to you know knock that point there, uh, and and Dayram as well. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but we'll take a quick break here. We'll give out our AL Central predictions, uh, and that way, you know, we could talk about who's going to win the AL Central. Um, want to let you know about Foco, and I know Sarah's got some props here because they sent us some fun stuff. Uh, I always constantly mention their bobbleheads, but Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams, so get fitted in the best sports gear around. Foco has you covered from Soldier Field to the front room, north or south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leaders in sports merchandise collectibles. Foco, uh, you can check out foco.com or click the link in the description below. That's F-O-C-O.com or the link in the description below. And for all non-presale items, you could use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Uh, now Sarah's off screen with the props. I thought I'd come back and they'd be there, <laughs> but uh, they look great. The TA and the Southpaw stuff. Uh, very nice. Uh, nice orange flag there too on Southpaw and uh, the TA one uh, in the City Connects. Uh, those are going to stay the City Connects uh, as we answered earlier. Um, and I think there's a nice Luis Robert one, uh, Luis Robert Jr. one in the Southside Connects one uh, on FOCO too. So <laughs> make sure you check out foco.com. Also want to let you know about DraftKings Sportsbook. We already talked about betting uh, and using RotoWire's expertise on that. They say take over 82 and a half wins for the White Sox in 2023 and for opening day from the 30th to the 2nd, they have a no sweat bet up to $10. If you lose your bet, you get a $10 bonus bet back credit. Um, so if you think the White Sox are going to win opening day at plus 140, you could take the shot at $10. And if they lose, you get a bonus bet back up to $10. So make sure you check out DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app now and sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Vinny, uh, you talked about the White Sox winning the American League Central. How's it going to happen in 2023? They're going to hit. They're going to have to because I think they're going to pitch and I think they're going to pitch very well. I think they'll pitch better than anybody else in the division. Uh, It comes down to whether they'll hit uh, better than anybody else in the division. They very clearly did not do that last year. I think you look around and it is very difficult to imagine that everybody would have the kind of season they did last year again. You look at guys like Yasmani Grandal and Yoan Moncada, you're talking about career worst years for, uh, in Grandal's case, a guy who has made quite a long living 
out of being a very productive offensive player. Uh, Luis Robert Jr., Aloy Jimenez, these are guys who, you know, on the upswing, you get rid of those injuries last year, and they have their big seasons, certainly Aloy, uh, T.A., kind of the same way. So it, it really is about staying healthy. That is number one, and then they got a hit. I think they will. I think that lineup is deep. When we when we did our ideal Sox lineup show and you put it up there on the screen, I think you realize probably a lot of White Sox fans did just how – good this lineup could be and how dangerous it could look. Um, but it all comes down to the offense. That's what we've been saying, not just since the season ended last year. My goodness, we were saying it since last April. Um, Benintendi is only going to help. But of course, as I mentioned earlier, he's not going to be able to, all by his lonesome at least, uh, make up for the absence of Jose Abreu. That's going to have to be a team-wide thing. Time to start doing it because I do think they're going to pitch just fine. I think they will win the American League Central. I'll go ahead and put the Cleveland Guardians second, the Minnesota Twins third, the Detroit Tigers fourth, and the Kansas City Royals uh, in last place. Like, tell me who's the question mark if they play, if they're healthy on the White Sox offense. Who's the question mark? Colossus. Colossus is pretty unproven. Yeah. Colossus. Colossus. Oh, so the eight yes, and nine hitters. Yes, Yasmani Grandal, I think, is pretty uh, a big question mark. On, I mean, he he was but was he last hurt year. last year? Exactly. Yeah, it's still a question like mark. If, I mean, he. Is he I'm health? saying, like, I'm I'm just saying, if they don't miss games, tell me if tell me if there's a question mark. I think Yasmani Grandal, if he plays, is going to play well, and everybody else that one through seven is going to play well. So this will be driven by the three top starters in the rotation with Giolito, Cease, and Lynn, and the offense. I think those people will hit the back of the baseball cards and more this year. Some of them have incentives, have walk years, have uh, extension they're looking for, like Tim Anderson. And I think this lineup is well-balanced now, too, with more people in there like Andrew Benatendi, who's a left-hander, who gets on base. And if we're getting Yoan Moncada of 2019-2021, another left-hander or switch hitter who gets on base. Same thing with Yasmani Grandal. And it's not only top-heavy, like because you'll have Andrew Benzini either second or third, where Pedro's having at third. Then you'll have Johan at like fifth or sixth. And then uh, Yasmani like seventh or eighth. So you have this all the way down the whole lineup where people are getting on base and people behind them are driving them in. So I'm looking forward to this offense just exploding this year because that was the biggest bugaboo for me where somebody already mentioned it, a lot of warning track balls, a lot of balls just falling short of uh, expectations. And we can you know, blame Frank Minichino, but ultimately falls on the players for not executing the plan or not executing what they can do. I think this year they got a clear mind, a leader in um, Pedro Graffold that's going to get the job done for these guys and put them in the best situation possible for them to succeed each night. 14 strikeouts, four walks for Grandal. I don't love that um, from spring training and uh, a 375 slug, uh, an ISO. Talking about practice. An ISO talking about practice. It's, it's talking about <laughs> practice, but again, we're, if it's a question mark. He didn't look like he was hitting for power. I'm just looking at strictly the power that he but hit neither did training. Like, Aloy. That's a question mark. I'm, Aloy didn't no, hit for power Aloy, either. Aloy in 84 games was the second best hit, hitter behind Aaron Judge in the American League. I don't have a question mark about that. He did it. In, in non-practice last year. Yasmani Grandal sucked in the real games last year. That's a question. Do you think that Yasmani Grandal is bad because he's bad or bad because of the injuries? Uh, he's 34 years old. Back injuries don't get magically that much better. Like, I, well, 25-year-old like Andrew Vaughn's got a back it. injury too. 
hey, he's got to go out and see if he can play. I'm not saying that Andrew Vaughn, like, what? who gives a shit about Andrew Vaughn? I'm talking strictly about Yasmani Grandal. I'm just he's using your words. Mark. I'm just using your words against you. You said back injuries don't go away. If he's 25, that back injury is going to be yeah, with that, him forever. That would suck for Andrew Vaughn. Then he's a huge question mark, too, but, uh, like, strictly to Yasmani. He has to be. We're coming to get you, Sean. We're coming to get you. <laughs> All this Yaz slander. All this Yaz slander, they're coming to get you. It ha- we've been talking about it. We just posted the TA graphic that Joey did on Twitter. It looks fantastic. And I used the caption, time to prove it. You just wrote about it. And you, I, I think I, I saw it four different times. Prove it in your article today, Vinny. The White Sox need to prove it. I 100%. want to be out here predicting 90 wins. I want to be predicting an AL Central title for the White Sox. They should have won it last year. And they didn't. They need to prove it. I thought that they were going to be good last year. We kept bugging Vinny after every single game. Why aren't they good? Why aren't they good? Why aren't they good? It never turned on. I could hope for Pedro Grafal to be this changing guiding light, but I've also talked about managers not mattering. These players need to go out and play. And last year they stunk when they played. So they need to be better. And I don't know if they're going to be better. They need to prove it. Luis Robert is the most important player for this team, I think, or I think I wrote Yasmani Grandal. Um, But Luis Robert is one of these guys too, that we've predicted him to win MVP. Can he play 100 games? That's a question mark. I mean, there are question marks around the diamond. The talent is there, but can they actually produce? We don't have that question answered for a lot of these players. That's why they play the game, Sean. I'm excited. That's why they play the game. I'm because here's the, no, because you're exactly right. I mean, I, 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 I'm sitting here predicting they're going to win 90 games, and I basically agree with everything you just said because there are question marks. There's question marks everywhere, but guess what? That's baseball. That's sports. They, this is unscripted, right? They, there are question marks about every single player. You can look at the best player in baseball. You can look at Mike Trout. You can look at Shohei Otani, and there's a question. Well, can they do it again? Can they stay healthy all year? Can they do so-and-so, X, Y, Z? Because that's what this is. And so I think the White Sox have more question marks than most because of the just really disappointing way that last season played out. Uh, they have one gigantic question mark, which is can they avoid doing that again? Uh, and, and again, that's a, that has a lot to do with a mindset thing, the way they're going to play. That's what I think people should be looking at most, especially here in the early going, is does the Pedro Grafola effect show up or is it just something that goes on behind the scenes and, uh, you know, magically everything's better? I think people want to see no more running in and outs on the base pass. People want to see no more errors in the field. You know, people want to see uh, Luis Robert maybe laying off some of those pitches that, that go to the outside of the strike zone. So um, that's what you, that's why they play the game. So you can see if this stuff has been working. And then, of course, the production. You have a question about whether Yasmani Grandal is going to be able to uh, walk a bunch of times and hit a bunch of home runs again? Well, guess what? Turn on your TV and leave it on for the next six months, and you'll find out. I hope he does. I'm not rooting <laughs> against him, by the way. I just want to make that clear. Uh, I just he has to be a question mark, and and you know a lot of these questions will be answered, thankfully, for the Sox uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, let's get into some of these final big predictions here. Um, do you guys want to go through our playoff teams for the AL, or do you want to just do World Series? Just World Series. All right. Give out your World Series pick. We'll start with her. I'm going to go with the Nye Yankees versus the San Diego Padres. And I think the Yankees are going to prevail for the first time, I think, since 2009. I went ahead and uh, made the extremely exciting pick of picking the same team that won the World Series last year to win the World Series again this year. So uh, I, I say Jose Abreu gets his ring and the Houston Astros repeat, this time doing so over uh, the New York Metropolitans. I was the first time at- a repeat champion since 2000. 
How about that? I think that I, I put it this way. Very excited about that top two with the Mets. Uh, I, my bold prediction, you'll, you can go to all CHGO and find this. We did our whole all city sports uh, writers prediction set. And they asked for a bold prediction in the national league. I predicted that uh, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander will finish one, two in the wow. NL Cy Young. Vote. <laughs> Who's going to win it? Scherzer. Okay. Just to make that clarification there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like it. I like the boldness uh, and we'll have a, a full article out as well uh, with our, uh, with our picks uh, written out. Kevin Kadick is putting that together and I think that'll be going up tomorrow. Uh, I, I worry about the Astros. Um, their only key addition, Jose Abreu, they lost Ledmead, Stias, Yuli Gurriel, Trey Mancini, Will Smith, Christian Vasquez, and of course, Justin Verlander. Like, I don't, I don't know if I love their off season. Their, their rotation is loaded. Their lineup is loaded. Yes, they're going to be without Altuve for a little bit, but uh, I mean, basically every position on the field, they got a guy who can be an all-star. Um, I, I, and I think Abreu is probably primed for some big stuff after the way uh, last time he started a new contract. He had a lot of uh, he, a guy who doesn't really talk about what other people think about him, said that he had some motivation and some some prove it mindset. This is back in 2020. You don't think he's got some now with the team that uh, he just played the last decade for uh, saying, okay, go ahead, go play for another team. Uh, I think Jose has a real big season down there in Houston. Yeah, a lot of ducks think, on the pond to drive in, too, by mm-hmm. the way. I'm excited to preview that game tomorrow. A lot of betting angles where I think Jose Obrey will probably take Dylan C's yard at some point in the game tomorrow. Uh, excited for those lines to post. All right, Herb, uh, I'm going to go – or not Herb. Uh, you already gave me a World Series prediction. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go Mets and Mariners. I think the Mariners mm. finally get there. Um, right. But I, I can just see the headline written, Steve Cohen buys World Series. Um, <laughs> you can't spend that much money, an evil amount of money in baseball, uh, and not win the World Series, I think. Uh, so I, I do think Steve Cohen will prove that you can buy happiness as in a, a World Series ring for all the people in Flushing, New York. So uh, Mariners, think, Mariners never been to the World Series. Is that correct? Yeah, never been. Yeah. So uh, that'd be very exciting for them to be there, but I think they got the pitching. I think they got the the, the hitting, and I think they win the AL West because I think those wow. those Astros are going to be probably around an eighty win team, eighty nine wow. to eighty five win, win team. team. I don't think they win ninety five. I think wow. they're going to be over that mark. You predict you just predicted fifteen fewer than that. Well, I can't. I said I can't no. I said eighty five to eighty nine. My bad. Eighty <laughs> high eighties, eighty five to eighty nine. Um, but yeah, October, I don't. they're ninety nine wins. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> death taxes and the Astros at this uh, point. Hey, Sean, I've been there. I've picked the, the angels finally breaking through and beating them. That didn't happen. And <laughs> people are probably going to pick the Rangers or like you, the Mariners to break through. And I, the I think the Astros are, are inevitable. They're <laughs> always going to win no matter what. My, 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 my bold uh, American league pick uh, was I have Herb's world series champion missing the playoffs entirely. I think the <laughs> AL East is loaded. Uh, I picked the blue Jays to win the East. I think the rays are the rays and they'll be there again, especially getting some guys back to full health this year. And then I think that Orioles team, I think that Orioles team uh, makes well, makes a statement this year and edges out the Yanks. Let's see. I'm I'm thinking I'm feeling some 2011 style game 162 madness. How about that for the AL East? So you're going to have like the Mariners and Astros in the, as the wild card, or one of the other wild cards? Yeah, I got my wild card teams are the Mariners, the Rays, and the Orioles. Okay. Well, and but Herb's also got the Red Sox in there. Herb's got four AL East teams. He's got the Yankees, Blue Jays, Red Sox, and Orioles uh, as written on our all our all CHGO. And they don't have to play each other as much this year, so they're going to feast on (laughs) other teams like us, the AL Central. 
Uh, well, since we've given out most of it, why don't we just, I have, I have them in front of me. I have the uh, AL central winners being the twins, AL West being the Mariners, AL East being the blue Jays wild card being the Astros, Yankees and Rays. Uh, Herb has white Sox in the AL central Astros in the West Yankees in the East blue Jays is wild card one red Sox is wild card two and wild card three being the Orioles. Vinny has the white Sox winning the AL central, the AL West being the Astros, the AL East won by the blue Jays. Wild card being the Mariners, Rays, and Orioles, as he said earlier. Uh, do we have MVP picks too? Yeah, why not give these out? Uh, Vinny's got Vinny and I both have Shohei winning the MVP, but Herb, you have Shohei winning the Cy Young. So let me ask you this: If he wins Cy Young, how does he not win MVP? I don't know if he's going to be as good of a hitter as he was last year. He'll he. I think his pitching is going to ascend. I think it's going to ascend to top five levels if he's not already there. Um, he's the starting pitching for the uh, Angels. But, yeah, I'm just going to go with a guy that finished in second place a couple of years ago behind him in Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's just going to be undeniable this year where he's going to hit so many home runs with that Blue Jays team that is going to be outstanding. Vinny, you got a uh, Shohei and then Framber winning uh, 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 winning Cy Young. I mean, I don't know if you feel like Shohei can win Cy Young. I have him winning Cy Young. He could, certainly. Um, I think what you'll probably see, the MVP, it's a little easier to recognize Otani's all-around greatness, I think, with that award, whereas I think the Cy Young award is who was the best pitcher kind of thing. You know, MVP, you can say who was the most valuable player, you know, you can point and there's always that debate. Oh, if someone has an amazing season as a pitcher, can they win the MVP? That so rarely happens. Otani is, you know, on another freaking planet, obviously. And the guy could win the MVP every year just by being, you know, not even the best in each category, just because he is in each category. Um, but yeah, he's really good at both. And so I think he'll end up the MVP. Certainly he should be. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't think he will be the best pitcher in the American League. And so I think that award is a, is a little bit more specific. I think just he's going to have a little bit more volume. He went from 51 to 130 to 166 and had the most K per nines. If he gets to 230 strikeouts yes. and has 30 home runs, how is he not the MVP? I mean, come on. Like it's just his somebody... worst year hitting is 121 OPS plus. His worst year pitching is a 127 ERA+. He is 20% better at his worst than an average MLB hitter and pitcher. I get the argument that, you know, it's it's pitcher versus play. it's most valuable player. He is a baseball player. He should win the damn award and he hasn't won both in the same year. I, I think this is going to be the year. I just think that Vlad is going to have a, such a great year. And, well, and that's, and they're gonna that's be what like, happened last year, right? Is yeah. that Aaron Judge's year was was legitimately one of the best year offensive seasons of all time. Mm-hmm. And so you take a look around and you're like, it, it's it's the Trout. It's the same thing with Trout, even though I, although now on a completely other level, because Otani is doing something that no one has ever done before and doing it amazingly. Trout is maybe the best hitter of all time, probably. And you could give it to him every year if you wanted to. But there you're at least comparing apples to apples. Here you're par- you're p- comparing apples to Shohei Otani, and he is a guy who probably should win the MVP every year. And I see John <laughs> says that Ruthie in numbers, he's better than Babe Ruth as a complete player. Babe Ruth, as they said in the um, World Baseball Classic, only did the full-time pitching hitting thing for two years. This is Shohei Otani's, what, fourth, fifth year doing this full-time? I mean, I know he missed some Tommy John year, but this guy, if he keeps this pace up, will 
be by far the best player of all time with another, what, three, four years of this? Like, he's just a thing that we won't see. And it's this is a generational, not even a generation, this is a once in a lifetime type of thing that he. And he's in his contract year. I think he heard cut out there for a sec. Just give him all the money. What do you want, (laughs) Shoei? 700 million. Here. Blank check him. Get out of here. (laughs) Get, put the uniform on. Um, Steve, and then and Steve Cohen does it <laughs> probably uh, the reigning world series champions, uh, Steve Cohen and the Mets. Uh, finally rookie of the year. I got Oscar Colas just cause it'd be fun. Herb's going with Yoshida from the Red Sox and Vinny's got Hunter Brown of the Astros because of course it's the Astros. They're inevitable. Uh, those are our predictions for the 2023 season. I'm optimistic about the white Sox. I hope no one gets injured. And if they don't get injured, I think they will be a good baseball team. I think they will be fun to watch. So if you were really spurned by 2022, I think you should be excited for 2023. You could be excited about a brand new shorts too. Uh, it is always sunny on the South side, new year, new start. The vibes are immaculate when you start a fresh year after a horrible, horrible one uh, in 2022. So if you do want to support us, check out chglocker.com. And I think there's also a pinned comment where you can click and buy the shirt there. That's Vinny Dubert. You can read his preview of the 2023 White Sox on allchgo.com about how they are trying to prove it. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I feel like we, I did. I missed a super chat. Uh, Missy Carroll saying, congrats, Herb. Uh, She'll be there at work after tomorrow. Uh, So make sure you are coming out to the whistle. 4911 West 95th Street tomorrow. Uh, We got a pregame and a watch party. And you can click on the Eventbrite page in the description below uh, to RSVP and come meet Vinny, Herb, and I. Uh, But that is, again, Vinny Duber. That's Herb Lawrence. I'm Sean Anderson. We'll talk to you tomorrow live from Oak Lawn uh, (laughs) for the White Sox pregame show for opening Day. Talk to you then and go Sox.